You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down in the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was brilliant, yes. Did you see the one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, man. that was brilliant. Hello! I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning, and welcome to episode 45 of the Real Reading Podcast. Rachel, you're back. Good morning. That was a major debacle Where last d- week. Oh, what, what a kerfuffle. Abs- what a wally, eh? Yeah. What a wally. What a- <laughs> wally is one word for it, yeah. Yeah, didn't go well. Um, we Last week we had a bit of a problem where someone forgot a cable, me, and... Um, we had to, we recorded, we attempted to record, it sounded dreadful, so Hugh and I, the following day when Rachel wasn't here, recorded and I squeaked, Rachel, into the opening bit just to pretend that she was there. I didn't know you'd done that. Oh, I didn't listen to it. So did you try to... And then, yeah, and then you just sat quietly for the five minutes, were we? Like a good girl. Yeah, so... Just in the corner. But it was odd, wasn't it, because... (laughs) Sorry, feminists. When we played back the recording... Yeah. We could hear you perfectly. Yes. Your, your booming tone. <laughs> but we couldn't hear me at all, even though I was the same equidistant to the microphone. For some reason, it didn't like me that week. Yeah, yeah it just wasn't having you, like was vampire, it, at all? Like a vampire voice. My um, husband called me a feminist this week. Did he? He did, yeah, because I said I'd listened to the, the Women's Hour podcast. Oh, right. Is that feminist? I don't I don't know. Is that not just listening to a podcast? Oh, that's just... what I thought. Well, I've never well, listened I'd say to it before. When's Men's Hour? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I suspect the answer is every other, other hour. It's 23 yeah. hours, Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect, given that you didn't roll your eyes at me when I made that awful, awful comment, uh, about a minute ago. <laughs> I looked at Hugh and gasped. Yes. Like, did he say that? Yes, he did. We could go back and listen to it again, but that we won't. We were watching, uh, do you know that programme Hospital on BBC Two? What's that about? Um, it's about uh, <laughs> a mechanic. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, no, and they were, they were filming in the, the Liverpool Women's Hospital and they were like, this is, you know, don't have a men's hospital. Like, yeah, but that's because you don't have all the women's things going on. Yeah, but we you? have men's things. There's a lot less of those. Wow. Well, I, I mean, I'd like to come back at you, but I have no idea about any of this. So there we go. There we go. Yeah. What do I know? Mm. Nothing. Uh, it's tricky, tricky, tricky waters. Particular <laughs> subject. We've, we've started it's, this it's, podcast. It's quite right? early in the morning. I've not spoken to anybody yet, so I've got, the, got to get all my thoughts. Not out. spoken to anyone above the age of three. Well, no, I don't really even speak to him in the mornings. Oh, right. no. you, I, I think yeah, I mentioned this before, but when Rachel, when Rachel and I used to sit opposite each other on on a desk, uh, Rachel had this rule where I wasn't allowed to talk to her until ten a.m. <laughs> and it, because it had got to a point where she was just getting so irritated with me <laughs> prior to ten a.m. that. I just I wasn't allowed to speak. After the ten AM undoubtedly irritatingly cheerful. You rock <laughs> yeah. up at about half past eight in the morning. Morning like that is like <laughs> shut up, go away. There had to be at least two cups of coffee. I yeah. or council documents or I, I need to read. <laughs> um so just uh, we'll do some admin. Um we've got some great guests coming up. We are speaking to Are You Listening Festival, which is a great festival that goes across a few venues across the town. Um, we've got a Reading Borough councillor who we are speaking to. I'm not going to reveal which one yet, but that 
that is going to be recorded in the next week or so. I'm going to be just talking about like, what it is to be a councillor, which I think is probably something that's quite misunderstood. So we'll try and go a little bit behind the scenes there. And also the Berkshire Wheelchair Rugby Club is another one that is lined up to uh, to be recorded and chat to them. So any questions for any of those, uh, we'd love to hear from them. As well as all of that, we've got the usual features, including Fact of the Week, which, Hugh, you've got the book, have you? You don't I've need to run the, out and get it? No, it's all here and I've found a fact. Oh, good. Okay, well, that's very organised of you. Yeah, so our lucky listeners don't have to listen to me turning pages. <laughs> and uh, we've also got Fort Explains It All, uh, which is this week is about Hugh... For hopefully the last time, it's the East Reading MRT and traffic, traffic solutions in general. Excellent. Remind me what MRT stands for. Mass Rapid Transit. Or, as I like to call it at times, Mass Trapid Ransit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just something I say by accident. Because okay. I get confused. It's, yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyone following us on Facebook or Twitter may have noticed we are going to, in the next couple of weeks, be doing the Ghouls and Ghosts, a Reading Ghouls and Ghosts podcast special. Oh, looking forward so, to that any stories that you have of Ghouls and Ghosts, any sort of anything that goes bump in the night, please do let us know. Um, talking of which, here is Jeremy with how to get in touch. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, I'm not sure how you link to that. Why does Jeremy go bumping the night? <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, it was because he's getting, he's in, getting touch in touch. Your... You see, oh, get in see touch with right. okay. it's not that yeah. Jeremy. Is, Jeremy is a ghostly voice from but beyond. Not, yes, ghosts and ghoulies, but not Jeremy's ghoulies, because that would be different. That'd be a whole different podcast, probably in the medical section. <laughs> not there's anything. Back to hospital. Yes. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to talk about this week: my hairdresser has unexpectedly closed, and I'm quite upset. Oh, I can imagine that being that you are, as am I, a person of curliness. Yes. We all that are. We all this are, in fact. curly <laughs> <laughs> But you have to be fairly selective with your... Well, no, it's who you trust. With yes, your hair. There's, there's, there's certainly an element of trust. So I, I, yeah. I used to go to, I was recommended a few years ago to um, Heidi's salon down Union Street or Smelly Alley as it's better known. And I've been going there for quite a long time. Occasionally have to get my hair cut somewhere else when I'm working elsewhere. But mostly I go there. And anyway, on Facebook they announced very suddenly that they were closing. And this has thrown my world into all sorts of. It's very because what are you gonna do? because like for me going oh. to a hairdresser is so, like you know I'm not a stylish man. Let's we can all agree to that. Yes. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Let's yeah. let's let's Looking check how you're dressed today. You're dressed you have like your own Jerry, style. We're dressed a bit like Jeremy Clarkson today. I must say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right. Blue jeans. Okay. These jeans are going in the bin. <laughs> And he's also an, another curly top. He's yeah. a curly top. I suspect, yeah. So, um, but I, I find it quite anxious going into another hair salon because they just you feel like you're being judged the moment you walk in. And you know, my boiler is also currently broken, so I've not been able to wash my hair or anything. It's, oh. Oh, it's just a disaster. Well, it's. Um, I'm just looking at your hair now. Thanks. I can't stop staring. This, it's <laughs> lustrous today, isn't it? It's I mean, voluminous. Yes. This, this is interesting. It leads to actually leads on so nicely to, to an argument I had with my girlfriend. Um, 
the other day we have a uh, hairdresser's literally across the road, but it's quite a, what I'd call a posh hairdresser's. It's it for a, man, a man's haircut. It's like thirty five quid. Wow! And they do they do all the washing, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And um, she goes there to get her hair done, yeah. which is and it kind of highlights the. the this is one of those feminist things going back to the difference between men's attitude towards having their haircuts and women's attitudes towards having their haircut. And that women have a lot more, they're prepared to spend a lot more, yes. have a lot more done to their hair, I think. As a gen, as generally, not, not everyone, some men spend more, some women spend less, you know. I'm not making sexist generalisations, but. So we had this argument. Because well, I, well I go to the barbers down the road for and I get my hair cut for about, I think it's about 12 quid. Yeah, I think mine's about 15. It takes 10 minutes and there is no conversation between me and the person who cuts my hair at all, apart from apart from what I want, which is which is to do it quickly yes. <laughs> and get me out of there. And um, she, she was really trying to sell the experience to me. Oh, they wash it, you know, they chat to you a lot. Just, I just don't want that, and also I don't want to pay thirty-five quid. I must admit, I do quite like having my hair washed. There's that, that's quite, just that's quite nice. But the rest of it, yeah, just just let's get it cut. I mean, I don't like. I'm, I feel awkward enough looking at myself in a mirror, but, and you're, you're then forced to do it for the period for a period of about twenty minutes, just looking at yourself, picking out every single little like chubby bit of whatever yeah. face and also yeah. they're like they're like how do you want it and I'm like oh, apparently know. like shorter is, is not enough <laughs> I want less hair off your head um, but, uh, I, I don't know how, how I want it do I want it tapered or do I want it I, I don't really know thinned yes and, yeah, they get their special industrial strength scissors for my head yeah because uh, we <laughs> Things like garden shears. Because Hugh, of course, you and I are both getting to an age as well where when someone goes to you, would you like your hair thinned? No, 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 thick. Or, or even worse, I don't know if you get this, would you like your eyebrows done? <laughs> oh no, no, I've not Has had that. Has anyone said ears yet? Not yet, no, oh. no. See, have you had your eyebrows done? No, uh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm quite fortunate in the fact that, no. that my eyebrows are very blonde you and you can barely see them. Either. So I look like I don't have them, constantly perplexed. <laughs> Um, so, but I just find it quite an anxious thing going into a new hairdresser's, yeah. and like kind of. I wouldn't like it. Uh, so I've got, I've got comfortable. I was very happy, and now I'm, I'm very sad. And I'm also very sad for the people who I got to know, who've obviously no longer have hairdressing jobs, which is, a, which is a real shame. And you know, there's obviously a, a, a very sad thing there, despite making slight light of my it's own. An, it's an interesting paradox, isn't it? It's like we've just said. We want the ba- most basic experience for my hair. Yes. <laughs> Make our hair shorter, but we'll only go to one place yes. to have that done. <laughs> I once went and uh, normally a girl comes to the house and does it for me. She has done for years, but I did go to a salon once <laughs> a long time ago. And they, they brushed my hair dry which for anyone with long curly hair knows that that is cool. not, yeah. that is not yeah. pleasant for me. There, <laughs> it's not pleasant to look at. Is there a at. team of people? <laughs> well, I looked like candy floss, to be honest, <laughs> afterwards. And then, as if that wasn't bad enough, they then called all the trainees round to look at me as oh, like wow. an example yeah. of... This is what like, you have to do with someone really thick, unmanageable hair. Yeah. You've got to have to spend, get, break, break the glass, get the special straighteners. <laughs> get the shears out. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't pleasant. But then, this, these are the kinds of reasons why weak, curly-haired yeah. people have to be just a bit cautious. Yes. 
It's, it's quite a nerve-wracking experience yeah. going like into. It's like a specimen. Like hairdressers have all said to me, "Isn't your hair thick?" Yes, and I have exactly the same thing. They say, well, "You want to go bald?" Yes. <laughs> Standard. Yes. And then, "Why are you going on holiday?" Yeah. 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 But. I must admit, so yes, so Heidi Salon sadly is closing. I'm not sure if it has closed or I might be able to nip in, but it, real shame. It was a lovely, lovely place, really friendly. And you could just drop it. What was great about it was I could drop in at most, any time, go, any, any space, come back in 15 minutes. It was, it was that sort of place. It was great. I really enjoyed it. But there we go. Just wanted to bring up that sad, sad Love news. A little bit of anxiety for myself. Mm. And yeah, very sad. So um, thanks, guys, for in, indulging me on that one. Um, it's now time for Reading Fact of the Week. Reading Fact of the Week. Uh, it's time now for our Fact of the Week from around Reading in 99 or so facts. Um, Hugh, what have you got for us this week? This is... There was a short-lived roller skating rink at 39 to 40 West Street from 1910 to 1914. It was called... The imaginatively named Reading Central Roller Skating Week. <laughs> <laughs> and it was where Primark is, was. It's where the head office of so, yeah, that, that place we walked into once, thinking it was a shop. <laughs> yes. And in fact, it was Primark's head office, and we got turned well, just one. over. Yeah. Just here. Yeah, just over there. Wow. Yeah. So yes, Hugh and I when that when that opened like, oh, a couple of months ago, we what walked in. Here? I walked past that last week. It's the head office. It's the head office. Entrance is to the head it office. The UK? Yeah. yeah, it does look quite smart. It's all there. upstairs. Mm. But Hugh and I thought, oh, that's open. Is that a new sh- like look like a new shopping mall? We walked in there, and security guard came over to us as we were just wandering around looking. Excuse me, what are you doing here? Just looking. Just looking. It was a business. Sorry. Whoops. Oh, I'd love, I'd love a roller skate rink. I used yeah, to go to say, roller if, if there are any um, 110-year-olds out there who remember the roller skating rink, right, get in touch. So I'm interested to know, so it was Reading Central Rolls, does that mean that there was a Reading West roller skating rink and a Reading East roller skating rink? And a... <laughs> um, Otherwise, why would you need to be specific? Surely it's just Reading roller skating rink. Well, who, who knows, Tom? Who well, knows how, how things were, these things were decided 109 years ago? Yeah, 109 years ago. I used to go to roller discos at Ridley when I was young. Really? Mm. But for years, in our comments on Get Ready years ago, there was always people wanting a roller disco. Yeah. 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 Big thing, bowling alley, roller disco, laser crest. Things to do. Top three things to do. Yes, it was there. Yeah. But it wouldn't take, all it is is a, you know, the, the hall at Rivermead, the basketball court, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Ideal. Where they have the local elections. Is it? Yeah. Oh. People's second home. Yeah. Pretty excited by that. <laughs> Steady. Um, okay, thanks guys. End of part one. Uh, in part two, we will have Hugh Fort explains it all. Except this is called Fort explains it. I don't know why it's just called it Hugh Fort explains it. Well, it's not it. Not no, it's not. Anyone else in my family. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, hello. <laughs> Mrs. Fort explains it all. Welcome to part two. Uh, it is now time for Fort explains it all with Hugh Fort. What are we talking about, Hugh? It's the East Reading MRT again. Yes, but, um, exciting yeah. for the 
800th time. Yeah, so this is the end of this project. Um, the end of it? What's happened? It's been scrapped. Oh, right. Yeah, it's not going to okay. happen. Uh, this is the very controversial bridge alongside and eventually over the uh, mouth of the River Kennet, which is going to be used by buses, cyclists and pedestrians as a way of uh, increasing the speed of uh, bus travel around Reading and to try to reduce the to, to improve the traffic flow in East Reading as well. If I remember rightly, we had a letter the last time we talked about the East Reading MRT. I think this was pre-Rachel, um, but it was just a reminder that it's not taking buses off Cemetery Junction and London Road. No. It is just additional... Additional bus travel. Yes. Yes. Just um, to make that very clear. Why was it controversial, remind me? Um, there were environmental campaign... There were, there were two schools of thought. There were environmental campaigners who ferociously opposed it because they said it would destroy the, the, the riverside um, aesthetic. And the other concern about it was it was a very expensive project that people didn't think would make any any real difference um, to the, the traffic issue. So, But mainly it was the environmental impact. Yeah. And the major problem that Reading had it was that it was starting in Reading Borough and finishing in Wokingham Borough and it got Reading gave it permission at their end and Wokingham twice refused permission for it to to la to, to land essentially. And um, and so the first time Reading went back to the drawing board and um, redesigned it to make it look look more visually appealing in the country in the riverside countryside setting but Wokingham still wouldn't have it. Right. And then after that, the funding was pulled. Nineteen million pounds was pulled by uh, Berkshire Local Local Enterprise Partnership, which was going to pay for the the bulk of it. Um, that so, and that means subsequently that it's not going to happen. So, what the council is now doing is saying is going going to do a wide ranging consult consultation. Is always wide ranging, but um, <laughs> consultation on getting ideas from as many groups, as many people, as many groups, as many um, organisations as possible on similar sort of things, suggestions that you could look into to try to um, ease the traffic, I wouldn't say solve the traffic issue in this, this, in this town, because I think that's probably impossible, um, but to ease the traffic issue. And also, um, something that's not touched upon so much when we talk about traffic is not only is the kind of irritation of exactly traffic and how slow it is to get away, but the air quality yeah. is not good in a lot of parts of Reading. And um, with 2,000 homes or so, or whatever it is, coming into the town centre, and however many cars and things like that that produces, it's going to get worse. So, council has stated, doing nothing is not an option. We need to do something. What that subsequently turns out to be what are for debate. what are some of the ideas some of the ideas um, so we, we we ran a piece talking about this we asked our readers to to submit some ideas and um, we've come up with some fairly uh, fairly out there ideas some are quite some are, some are well known and some are some are uh, quite innovative like our old friend the monorail 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 go back to a previous episode called um, the plans for reading that never happened yeah. but an entertaining half hour on a monorail meant to go down to green park wasn't it no it was down the m4 down the m4 yeah uh, 
parallel um, to the M4? Yeah. yeah, like in the middle of it. We've got a photo uh, oh, of the really? last impression of it. I thought there was always plans to build something going out to Green Park from the town centre. It just makes me think of The Simpsons. Yep, that's exactly <coughs> what this entire episode that we did oh. was about. <laughs> the whole song, isn't there? Oh, yes. And we sang it. So another interesting idea was having water taxis along the river, um, which I quite like that idea, but I'm not, not sure I quite fancy it at this time of year. No. But, but as an idea of getting sort of people in and out, in and out of town, it's a nice... Very limited, though. It's a bit limited. There's only one route. Yeah. You can't really take a shortcut, can you? But where, to get from where to where, because if, you know, when they do the regeneration bit opposite the north side of the station where the old Southern Electric mm. bit is, if it went from there along to Thames Valley Park, for example, yeah, that would be good. That. You could come into town via the River Kennet as well. You could stop in the Oracle. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not, it's not a terrible idea. Just if anybody was interested, the monorail episode is episode 12. Well worth a listen. Half um, hour of your time. The other one um, that people repeatedly mention is the third bridge over the Thames. Yeah. Which is a very, very, very long running debacle. Um, the the council and Wokingham are working again to try to. Um, I believe that dates back prior to Reading Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty yeah. much, yeah, yeah. There are cavemen who were involved in talks <laughs> over, the, um, over the bridge over the Thames. <laughs> Oh God! Don't mention cave. They'll be buried there or something. They won't be able to build over them. Ancient no, burial ground. Well, exactly. Yeah, but it, it's always it's always been scuppered by Oxfordshire Council, who, who just Ooh. say, "Why should we have? Why should we have Reading's traffic?" Um, Can we form some sort of protest group and just go and clean their windows or something? I think, like, it's, I think it's important to point out that sort of saying, like, just build a third bridge, um, it will probably have a huge you know, the council, the council, both Wokingham and Reading Council see it as a big kind of difference maker in terms of the traffic. But And that one was, would go from like the bottom of Caversham Park across to the start of the A329? Yeah, something there. like that. Yeah, I've got, I've got play hatch in my head mm. um, as the start point, which is in, which is in Oxfordshire. Um, just, it must just be. Just in Oxfordshire, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, to... to the other end would be in in Reading or, or possibly even Wokingham because mm. Thames Valley Park is very close to the border again there um, but you know we're looking at oh god how long does it take to build a bridge how long this, this, these negotiations have been going on for like years and years and years and years <laughs> and we've never got anywhere so so while it's an ongoing thing you would assume that everyone in the council pragmatic enough to realise that they probably need to do something else as well. I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of people comment on just cycle or uh, get the bus. Getting the bus, I think, is a very good idea. North we talk, Reading Park and Ride. Yeah. We, we, yes. Which there's, we've there's, said before. Yeah, there's plenty of options. Um, the issue I have with the cycling idea is that I would certainly cycle to work were there anywhere for me to get changed in our office or even have a shower, which, if I'm honest, I really could have done with this I morning given it's so cold at home. I think um, the, um, the the kind of it, I speak, I've spoken to some cycling groups recently because they are the council is looking at improving the faster road roundabout for cyclists because mm. they've got a very very high number of, of crashes involving cyclists there, and um, I spoke to the guy and he said he said the reason certain people certain 
you know, they're sort of very serious cyclists, cycle everywhere, and they just are confident and mm. and just take on these these. But he says there's two those two roundabouts, Vassen Road roundabout, particularly the one by TGI Fridays, yeah. is terrifying yeah. to cycle round if you're not, even if you are a competent cyclist. And so they they're really pressing generally for better cycling facilities around around Reading. Again, like it's kind of the the congested nature of the roads make it work. You know, how would you add, add cycle lanes to the IDR? You'd have to, you'd <laughs> have to narrow the pavements yeah. Yeah. and and uh, down there and and in Caversham Road as well. It's not it's not ideal, but you know, they're, they're, these are these people are traffic management experts at the council. They should be able to come up with something. To, to improve cycling facilities and um, they know I think they know that as well and um, we, we will probably see more being done for that but the council policy as we know is to try to encourage walking cycling and using the bus so so the idea that you might get a flyover or some really massive expensive project for cars Seems unlikely seems unlikely although the, the interesting thing about the MRT was a lot of people said they would support it if it was for cars as well but it was never going to be that mm. can't you use the money to subsidise the buses Doesn't so that it's like that. cheaper for people to get the bus <laughs> If I've learned anything off this podcast is that budgets don't work like that, Rachel. Do they not? No. But you've got 19 million for a bridge that's not going to happen. Could you not? Uh, no, 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 it was too just, simple. No, it's gone. That money's gone. Oh, it's specifically gone. for that project. Right. Um, it's ring fence money, and I think a lot generally. I've talked about this before. A lot of council money. What one of the things people don't quite get about councils is that you have money and it's only allowed to be spent on one particular thing. It can't. You can't move money from, say, transport to education to to whatever. It's all ring-fenced. Yeah, but it's this all... is transport to transport. But yeah, even so, you've got ring-fenced budget. You've got ring-fenced budgets within the budgets. Right. And so that money was, was is sort of just there for that particular thing, and it's not. It's private money. It's sort of private money as well as business money, So I think. So it's all... Council, should we do a podcast on council finance? I'd really like that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm feeling really sick. Listen, um, listening, listening to numbers? Yeah, Thank well, you. I don't think I'm here that week. No, really. I'm not sure. Wait, we've not told you what week it is yet. No, well, oh, uh, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Every week. Don't worry, listeners, there I will be fair really warning. Ghost and Ghoulies one. There will be Spoiled. fair warning if I there's ever I suppose that's more interesting. I don't like talking about my own money, let alone like, yes. other people's money. Thanks very much, Hugh. Um, that was great. Very informative as ever. Hey guys, we're back. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? All right. Lovely break. Cup of tea? Yes. Nice. Um, this is carried over from last week, from our disastrous shambles of a show last week. We have an ostrich update. Do we? We have an ostrich update. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. What was yeah. the ostrich update? Here, I can't remember. It was a week ago. Um, Last we heard, he was on the rampage. He was on the rampage around, the wild, around the wilds of South Oxfordshire. It was, and this was a rear, a rear, a rear, yeah, a rear not an ostrich. R H E A. It started off as an ostrich, then it became an emu, and finally was confirmed to be a rear. I did, and I think I revealed. I think I revealed that I didn't know that emus were real. You didn't. Yes, you thought it was simply a puppy. Yes, by Rod Hull. Yeah. 
Uh, so the latest I have heard on the, the emu. The, <laughs> it's not emu. Not an emu. It's a rear. The, the rear is that it was captured um, and was being held in a field for its owner to come and collect it. And that was great. That was a few days ago. So I assume the owner has come and collected it now, and he's back home safe being looked after driven home for his, January his <sighs> I think his, my brother should adopt it do you I do why because my brother's name is Chris and his wife's name is Rhea <laughs> <laughs> so Chris and Rhea should yes. adopt Chris Rhea <laughs> <laughs> well true story I don't really know where to go with that <laughs> Chris and Rhea. Yeah, I'm going to text him. Please do, please do. Does he get jokes every Christmas? It's Rhea's birthday soon, actually. Maybe she would appreciate a pet. <laughs> a pet. A Rhea pet. It's not an emu. It's a Rhea. Okay, random question time. I don't know whose go it was. It's Hugh's Hugh. turn, I think. There you go. The random question. Pick a good one. I normally get about six. My, my hands are too stubby to get one. <laughs> Slash fat. I like stubby. <laughs> you are stubby. That, that's a little bit personal. So you said I'm fat. <laughs> just read <laughs> no. the question. <laughs> Best childhood memory in Reading when I didn't know Tom Canning and he didn't say I was fat. <sighs> <laughs> Um, Dead space, um, love it. Yeah, I'm just trying to Good. think. Um, oh, that's the problem with a mystery question, isn't it? Yeah. Catch us on the hop. Maybe Great the audio. the cinema that used to be. Well, there was two, wasn't there? One on Cheapside and one on um, Fry Street. Yeah. Okay. I don't next know. to the Ball's Head pub. The Ball's Head. The Ball's Make sure you say that right. The front. Um, and going to see. Supergirl, I think, was my first film at the cinema. Cool. But mostly, because we lived out in Sonnen Common then, my memories of coming into town are mostly just my mum dragging me round shoe shops, it felt like, <laughs> for the whole of my childhood <laughs> in town. Yeah, Freeman Hardy and Willis, I think it was called. It was on the corner near... John Lewis, where that sushi place is. Um, can't Hugh, you look deep in thought. Well, my one was also going to be a f- going to see a film. Actually, that's one of my earliest memories. Is going to see Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, <laughs> in, uh, 1991 at the old. Um, oh wow! I think it was the old Cannon Cinema up, the, up there. Is that Cheapside? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was Cannon. Yeah, and um, there's. I remember it had a burger van next to it. Have I talked about this before? You might have done. We had a burger van. We all took our burgers into the cinema and got salad and mayonnaise all over the floor and all over the cinema. <laughs> oh dear. Um, you may well have done. But yes, uh, that, that, that's an early early memory I have. Um, but it's the same as Rachel's pretty much. That's so all right. That's fine. Nice. Um, for me, it would be <laughs> it would be coming in to Reading with my mum because me and my brother had nagged her because we wanted to go and buy new Saputio teams from Toys R Us which was the only place that stopped them locally um, it was either that I know we've definitely talked about this before but it was either there or Daniel's in Windsor 
and Windsor was a bit more difficult to get to. Mm-hmm. Daniel's uh, department store in Windsor had an enormous floor of, of an enormous toy floor. It was just amazing. I've been there. I remember playing computer games in there for, yeah. for literally hours to the point where the staff came and told me and my friend that we had to buy something <laughs> or leave. <laughs> they had, they had like, they almost had like an entire aisle of Subutio. It was much bigger than the Toys R Us one. Yeah, and they had some really old. Subutio in there as well which was it was the kind of place where like they'd buy stuff in and if they didn't sell it it just stayed on the shelf until it got sold it was it was you know it was a really good good shop but I'm, yes. still, I'm still annoyed at that bloke because I was I remember particularly I was I was, I was nailing Street Fighter 2 <laughs> and I was I, and, he, and they wanted me to leave when I was about to bat, do battle with M. Bison anyway before this becomes the real Windsor podcast um, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch if you want to ask us any questions talk to us about anything here he is if you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, if you know anyone who you think would be great to interview for the podcast, please do let us know. The only prerequisite is that they must live or work in the town, and most importantly, they must love Reading. That's all for now this week. We will see you again in a few days' time, because we're recording early next week instead of late this week. So, yeah. Uh, bye! bye. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that was brilliant. Did you see brilliant. the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant.